Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm, and today is Friday, August 23rd, 2019. This is episode 76076 of In the Booth, and it's going to be my final installment of the miniseries I recorded from Serenity Bass Fest. Last but certainly not least is Chicago legend Orville Klein, a member of Porn and Chicken, a certified Ableton instructor, and overall badass. Orville is someone I've wanted to have on the show for a long time now. Orville does so many good things here for the scene when it comes to booking DJs, when it comes to helping others, when it comes to putting on fucking awesome and entertaining shows, he does it all. I'm genuinely humbled and honored to have him on. I've been looking up to him for a long time. Like I said, his mohawk is a symbol here in Chicago, and it's absolutely awesome to have him on. But let's get into it right now, guys. Episode 76 with Orville Klein. Baby, we're live, man. Should I make the stable <laughs> joke now, then? All right, yeah. <laughs> we're here with Orville Klein. It's usually in a booth of some sort, but we're in a stable. So nice, we're, nice. We're all in this together, Giddy right? Up. Giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate making some time, man. I've been a big fan of you for quite some time. I've been in Chicago for about four years or so. Okay. I mean, your mohawk is a fucking symbol. Yeah, it's down right now because, like I said, we just got off of a 2,500-mile motorcycle trip, and the, the mohawk doesn't really do well. In the wind. So know. have you rode it with? Have you had it all up? Like not, when you're riding? Not not lately. It's just like it it, it never. It's really hard to to get it to be hard enough to <laughs> to withstand the wind pressure. You know? Yeah, of course. So. Jesus, I mean, you're going 70, 75 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, on the express. Does it like it hurt if it's like? It doesn't up. hurt. It just yeah. uh, it does won't stay up. You know? Not worth your time. Nah, it's usually it always gets messed up. So how long does it take door to door to like literally like get? I could it going? do it in like five or ten minutes. To, oh to yeah, it up. yeah. Shit, when it's when it's dry by yourself. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah, I have a little bit of practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, like I said, I've seen you DJ so many times. I don't think you knew that I was there, but. <laughs> Fucking front row, man. <laughs> no shit. What you've done uh, in Chicago is fucking awesome, man. I mean, I saw you actually once at Evil Olive a long time ago. Uh-huh. I think maybe the Crocodile. Do you remember that place? Yeah, the Crocodile. Was... Yeah, I think that was it, actually. Now that I'm thinking back to it, I think Bear Grylls was playing or some shit? Yeah, I mean, Bear Grylls, is, he's jumped on at, at Crocodile and, and Evil Olive a bunch, a lot of times. Is Crocodile still around? Um, it closed down and reopened as Little Olive. Oh, and then it, shit. Then it just recently changed their name to District without any vols. Oh, so damn. It's still around. Evil Olive is currently closed still. Yeah, I know. But, is it going to um, reopen? I, there's rumors that some other company may be purchasing it, but it's still closed. Yeah. Well, of course. Primary's coming back, too, I heard. Yeah, Primary's been shut down for a while, but they've been doing tons of renovations and getting ready to relaunch. But That's what still I'm no saying, set yeah. time. Shout out to Derek Specs. And yeah, Primary fuck for, yeah. Derek Specs is a good guy, man. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. Well, you know, I've seen your name on many different things, of course. Porn and Chicken. Yeah. You started that, so that was with Dom before ever Fi came into the picture then. Yeah, you know, originally Dom had this this small Monday night party, and he invited me to come and DJ it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
party was originally at a bar that's closed now called Risque Cafe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, he invited me on as to, to come and DJ it. And, um, like, within a few months, it, it kind of got out of control and too big for that <laughs> bar. And we moved the party to Evil Olive. And yeah. And it really took off um, once you made that big move to a bigger space for the later night and more more room for activities for us. And it turned activities. into a lot of fun. Well said. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Like, that, that party did so much for the scene here i mean that's like that in my head was an industry night thing you know right right without it it's become you know like prism is a great place and you know that's a great place for industry night now Mm -hmm. but dude fucking porn and chicken parties there which is raw i mean you never knew what was gonna happen me neither yeah it was that's what kept it interesting me neither yeah the guy who was fucking hosting the party (laughs) i mean that's how you do it right and that was targeted for industry people or was it it was Everything. targeted just for anyone that liked to party. You know, there's a lot of industry people there, but a lot of people that weren't industry and just liked to party. You know, it's like yeah, we didn't we, we tried it we we welcomed every we had open arms to everyone, whether yeah. they were industry or not, all races, all demographics, mm-hmm. all different musical tastes. Yeah. We would always curate to go through the night so we'd play a lot of different genres. Right. Every week it was a different theme, different costumes, different chance to be God. someone else. You yeah. Know? So I like that. Did you dress up a lot too, obviously? Oh, every single week. What know? was your favorite outfit you wore? Oh man, that's there's been there's been a lot of good ones <laughs> over the years. Um so many. Yeah. Um when I oh uh, shit, I can't even there's so there's like way too many, but <laughs> Some highlights were probably my my craft punk costume from yes, the Eric Andre I've show. Seen pictures of that. Um, I did a really good Mugatu from the movie Zoolander. Fuck that was a yes. funny one. Jesus, um, that's awesome. And I was a member berry from the South Park. You characters. were a member berry, mem- or a Memba? collection of member berries, I guess Damn, you could say. But that's fucking legendary. Yeah, we have a lot. I've, there's been a lot of good costumes over the years. That's awesome. What was it like for you, just kind of being part of this whole brand and party, going from? Like you said, the first place to Evil Olive and then to the mid. You know, it was, it was a lot of work. You know, every single week we'd, we'd book a completely different guest DJ lineup. Yeah, of course. Um, me and Fi were the residents, but then we'd, we'd always have at least two or three other guests every week. Yeah. Our graphic designer, we would come up with a new theme. We'd have a completely new flyer design every week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just curating new porn every single week, yeah. you know. <laughs> Just like making sure all was that somebody specific job? It was usually me. (laughs) I did it. I probably most of the ninety percent of the last like nine years. So it was it was a lot of work. You don't think about it, but we just we did put a lot of work and effort into it each week. And and when you're when you're working so much on it, just you don't really have time to think about it. You just you're just doing it. You know, and and, um, you know that's like you know it doesn't become work it just come, became natural so yeah of course i mean it's not work when you love what you're exactly. doing exactly right? like, it was a blast i know i said her today my mom's always like you're so busy i'm like it's good busy exactly you know like i don't feel like this is work i mean i've been here all day if you know? enjoy what you're doing you know it's not really work at all Dude, you know it's not it's not music <laughs> production djing it's all the same right it's yeah. all the same life so did you guys upgrade it to the mid because of size, or was it because Five took over GM there? What was that kind of a big part like? of it was Five becoming a GM there, yeah. um, you know, and also kind of right before, right after we left Evil Olive, Evil Olive got shut down, right? So it was just right. like kind of a timing thing for a lot it of different reasons. Sure. So yeah, you know, then we we left we left the mid and then they shut down too. So <laughs> it's Dude, just kind I think of because um, you guys fucking just all like the venues we've done places. it at yeah. are, are no longer here anymore. So. <laughs> We've been focusing on kind of just uh, curating our, our monthly or bi-monthly parties. Instead of doing every single Monday, you know, we're trying to do one big event every other month or so, depending mm-hmm. on venue availability and making sure the right headliners are. Yeah, of course. Open. So we're still um, 
doing themes and uh, we're able to, we're, we're trying to do larger venues where we can do our porn and chicken live set. Yeah. We're, uh, um, we have live, I play live guitar. We yeah. have our drummer, Stevie Mack yeah. and Dom doing vocals and we're still DJing on top of that. Yeah. So we need different spaces that can accommodate a, more of an actual stage show instead of just a DJ set. Yeah. It's not just CDJs on a table. Right. Right. It's the whole thing. Exactly. And you exactly. guys have obviously been pouring at festivals. I mean, if I was telling me all the places you played, when did you guys actually incorporate the live show and, you know, start making um, that move over production? It's all, it's been like a slow kind of process over the years. Like, uh, Dating back to Spring Awakening, probably like three or four years ago, like mm -hmm. I started like playing guitar and a couple songs during yeah. our DJ sets. Yeah, we kind of we started at that. Then two years ago, um, we we brought in drums and guitar, mm -hmm. and now just like over this this last kind of summer 2019 tour festival dates we've done. Yeah, um, we, we we've we've had a lot more buttoned up on doing like guitar and drums on vocals on almost through the entire set for yeah. those big full band production shows. You so love that. It's a, it's a blast because I, I started music more so as a guitar player and musician. Mm -hmm. Then I got into DJing and I, I, the other band stuff kind of took a side seat. But now it's all coming full circle and I'm getting to it's fun to play like live instruments yeah. instead of just DJing. DJing is fun, too, but it's just different, you know? Yeah. I, I keep asking people, you know, it's about to be 2020, which is fucking crazy, you know, and I see this whole switch going over like the Gorgon cities, the autographs of the world who like yeah. really incorporate this live. Yeah, you know, like, they're more so bands than just DJs, but you know, it's it, there's a lot of blurred kind of line crossover stuff. Yeah, of course. Like um, a lot of in the dubstep world, you know, there's a lot of producers are putting metal breakdowns and yeah. guitars and screams and shit in their in their tracks, but not no one's really like doing actually performing those parts live. That's yeah. kind of like what we're doing. There's like a there's a few producers like Solvin King. He plays guitar. Yeah, yeah, DJs. yeah. And destroyed was really cool, but mm -hmm. that still was still kind of different. But right, yeah, we're trying to, I guess, just get more of that live energy into the performances to kind of set ourselves apart. Yeah, and it's a it's a funner, more interesting show. Yeah, to course. watch from a crowd perspective as well. I was just about to ask you from a crowd perspective because there are fans of electronic music, there are fans that listen to the music, there are fans that go to the shows, right? Mm -hmm. And you are maybe pulling the people who don't always listen and want to go. Like you're getting the fucking metalheads, so right. to speak, it's, right? It, definitely. There's, you know, we have a, a little bit wider net we can kind of cast out there with yeah. what we're doing, which is cool. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love it, man. Like the music's great. Like that fucking raw experience is like what people are looking for. Because like, yes, there's something to be said about a DJ who can crush a CDJ set. Right. Right. But our goal, doing I, both. I really want to be able to, to play, like, get booked to play a metal festival. Or Fuck a yeah, festival. yes. This would be cool. That would be think awesome. I, right now, I think it's what we're doing isn't that much different from a lot of metal bands. Sure. Especially since they're, they're playing with backing tracks and they're... But, um, but yeah, that's just kind of what we're, we're working towards. Do you, like, know metal bands who, like, love dubstep and vice versa? Yeah, no, definitely. A lot of, uh, a lot of my homies in touring metal bands, they all dig dubstep and electronic yeah. music. Some of them jump over into to DJing and stuff mm -hmm. a little bit really too. there's yeah there's a hand, lot, of, lot of like the younger kind of not so much the older generation but yeah there there is like a, a lot of the newer guys that they're just like into music in general you know there's so much so many similarities between really heavy dubstep and, and head metal you know yeah 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 like, it's all about just heavy, intense energy and sound and there's, there's a lot of room for crossover so yeah do you think the next decade is gonna change in that aspect i think so Crossover. and like on the new ep we're, we're working on like um we've lately we've been in the studio we've had uh some vocals from the dudes in the band born of osiris yeah we've been working with them 
and uh, awesome. Lee, their guitar player, might be doing some guitar parts on our new productions and stuff like that. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah, so there's like wow. there's a lot of kind of collaboration going on and crossover stuff. Of so. course, well, I mean, in the music world, like you can only make so much money off releasing music. It comes down to making money off live shows, from my understanding. Yeah, that's right? the majority of most, I guess, professional musicians or bands or DJs. Right. The majority of their income comes from live performances. Right, of course. You know, you, there's there is some money to be made from getting millions of streams across the yeah. p- popular platforms right now. But in comparison, it's just it's really. Um, really, the the majority of the income comes from live shows and yeah. selling T-shirts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. So. I mean, you get paid like point zero 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 three on spot cents on Spotify or something. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get a million streams on your song on Spotify, it translates anywhere between about five and seven thousand dollars. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, for a million, it's it's not that hard to achieve, but it's like again, well, you can play three shows and make that if you're if you know yeah if you're doing a a decent sized booking and stuff like right. that. So as someone who's, you know, book people and hosted events, like when you go outside maybe the line, so to speak, of Chicago DJ and you look for someone, are you looking at Spotify players? Are you looking at Facebook following? What's kind of, like- um, if it's a, if it's a local Chicago DJ yeah. booking, um, I'm not looking for Spotify plays. Don't really right. translate into a, attendance typically yeah of course um, the, fir- the first and foremost thing before i book anyone uh, if it's if it unless their music is really big or they're not local i have to have seen them play before okay just make sure they don't suck <laughs> um <laughs> make sure so that you they're book good some people that suck then yeah yeah i've you know out of like uh you know nine years or so of doing porn and chicken every week mm-hmm. that's 300 or it's 52 weeks a year <laughs> times nine yeah times each week there's at least two or three guest djs yeah. that's that's literally like it's a lot it's a lot of djs i've seen and booked and <laughs> made mistakes either, yeah. so like i know like who who's good if it's someone i haven't seen before i want to make sure they they don't suck right they're, they're they know how to beat match they can make smooth sensible transitions in yep. their mixing of course um it helps if you can bring friends out with two which which isn't that hard but it yeah. makes a difference a little bit from a at least from a promotional standpoint absolutely the music always business. the music always comes first at at our shows but it helps if you can bring people to, to see you play too so it's a combination of those things and um having really good tracks helps a lot too yeah of a course good producer yeah um but at the end of the day i'm not this the spotify stream count doesn't Gonna, isn't going to translate to a booking for me at least. Absolutely. I mean, maybe at like a Coachella type thing, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to, you know, like at, at that point, once you're at that level of festival for booking, yeah, um, it's kind of just assume that that Spotify count is already, yeah, already there. But yeah. there's ways to kind of play that system too. And there's, you know, this is anything, but yeah. I mean, you really, as a DJ yourself, you cross genres. I mean, you played like at Celeste, you know, with Dom, like, you dropping like tech house and shit and you're yeah, in a live like, metal you know, band like you love lately, it all like um i'm also uh gonna be going on tour with uh the the industrial super group called pig face okay in november yeah um congratulations that's awesome yeah it's like uh you know over the year it's kind of it's always been like a revolving um i guess lineup of members that have been in the band but like previous members include like uh trent Reznor, yeah from nine inch nails like Fuck all, yeah. all the the dudes that were like in Nine Inch Nails and the early ministry band kind of mm-hmm. started it and um, just tons of crazy everyone from like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers dude Penn Juliet from Penn and Teller yeah. holy so, shit um, we're gonna be like I'm gonna be doing like a two week tour with them and I'm um, doing I'm gonna be like 
DJing and triggering loops and samples and stuff. So I do stuff for my industrial stuff like that. But awesome. Uh, doing metal, but then when I'm playing after hours sets in Chicago, I do like all tech house and techno. Yeah. Um, at Thursday nights for my residency at the Gold Room, mm -hmm. um, I do mostly trap and, and bass house. Yeah. And then other other times it's it's all dub stuff when it's a porn and chicken stuff. So right. it's just like I I get the opportunity to play a lot of different stuff. So that must be so fun for you. It I keeps mean. it keeps it interesting, you know. It's like um, if you if I played the same stuff all the time, you get bored, you know. Dude, so, of course, and you yeah. lose the love of it. Like I I know a lot of like open format DJs that are 35, 40 years old, and like they're really fucking good, but like I don't know how happy they are. Yeah, if you get you get tired of playing the same songs over and over <laughs> yeah you know, there's new there's always i do a little bit of top 40 stuff too you know yeah, every once in a while um but uh yeah is the key is just to keep it interesting getting to play to different crowds different venues different parties different yeah. music and stuff like that absolutely keeps it keeps you on your toes too because uh, it's not it's really easy to kind of get in the groove of playing the same stuff but yeah when i'm jumping around genres you really kind of have to be on top of a lot of different mm -hmm. kind of worlds all happening at the same time but in yeah. different places that's so. when the magic happens too yeah. when dj's challenge you get, exactly I love that. I love that. So <laughs> you do a lot um, of Ableton workshops. You're a certified professor? How yeah, I'm an, I'm an Ableton certified trainer. Okay. Um, I first, uh, be, you can find me on Ableton.com. Find all the, there's like That's a handful awesome. of uh, certified trainers around the world. Mm -hmm. um, first, I, I, since 2009, so I was actually teaching a little bit longer than that. So um, over the years, I've done tons of free workshops, um, some paid workshops, uh, lectures at colleges around the country and stuff like that. That's sweet. Um, Holy shit. Like uh, earlier this year, we teamed up for a class with the, the Good Studio from yeah. the Good Sex and Good Bus Crew. Yep. We did like a, um, an intimate group class setting, but um, primarily I, just because my, my rest of my gigging schedule yeah. and production schedule has been really hectic, I've just been doing a lot of private uh, private one-on-one -on -one lessons. Okay. Bringing on students for like weekly sessions here and there. Um when we do have you a, produce we, your own music, like it's <laughs> it's tough. You're you know. serving everyone else. It's like, you know, yeah. yeah, it's just whenever I have a chance to. Um, yeah, um, yeah, like we're we're doing a big uh, Ableton workshop at Electric Hotel. Yeah. on Wednesday, August twenty first, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, again, it's a free open to the public workshop. We're going to be doing production demos. Um, Paul Johnson, uh, legendary Chicago house producer, is yeah. going to be one of the guests, and That's also. Awesome. Uh, ben Cafresi is going to mm -hmm. be doing a, a demo and, and workshop. The drummer who goes with the, the autographs sometimes, right? Exactly. He's fucking rad. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be a, a good event to check out. And there's also going to be a music business segment, too, for the other part of it. So we're also going to be live streaming it if you can't attend. That's, yeah, so. that's awesome. But, yeah, just, um, I've, you know, I've got a lot of stuff with Ableton and DJing and producing. And I've been also doing a lot of mixing and mastering studio work and stuff like that on top of it just when i when i have time but lately i haven't so i really do. i mean jesus you seem like you seem like someone who needs 30 hours in the day it really does when do you sleep i mean when i can <laughs> when i can holy yeah. shit that's awesome man that's awesome what's uh what's going on with you music wise are you releasing individual tracks or yeah you know like um you know we've we started up our porn and chicken parent record label called sorry to bang records yeah of course um we have three releases out on it right now and um kind of the festival season took over kind of our our marketing energies with all the shows we were doing over of the course. summer yeah. um we have a new single we're going to be dropping out in about a month and um in the meantime we've been working on releasing a new uh three track ep yeah all new, new material um we're collaborating with uh some of the dudes from born of osiris mm -hmm. 
Um, our homie Steve Gerard, who's a really excellent producer, yeah, he's a jet. engineer, is, is working on stuff with us. And um, Rain Man, uh, previously from Corella, is also collaborating on a couple no of tracks shit. with us as well. So we got some big stuff planned for the Porn and Chicken EP. Um, That's awesome. I've, I put out a couple solo tech house tracks under my um, original alias. One track uh, with uh, I did with Alex Kislov came uh-huh. out and. Uh, I haven't. We have another track that might be going out on Gene Ferris's label on the Tech House track I did with Steve Gerard too. So that's awesome. So yeah, we got a lot of stuff in the works. So. Jesus, man. I mean, I don't know how you do it. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. I mean, what's been like the most rewarding part for you at this point? Um, you know, just just being able to to make a living out of doing what I enjoy. Yeah. I think that's that's the most important thing. Like, you know, I've I've had a lot of just kind of career milestones over the years like just have like the first for everything from like getting to play like out of town yeah. and getting to play out of the country yeah. or it's like um being to play on main stages at really crazy festivals yeah or having another just hearing another dj play something that you produce was like a really big yeah. I, I was like all right i'm done i could quit it's so i made it but but you know there's it's if you always like try to chase bigger things it's a there's always going to be something bigger that that comes yeah. up but um to me just just being able to make a living doing what i enjoy so yeah absolutely i think that's the best answer you can give i mean you've found your path and you've obviously gone down so many different genres mm-hmm. and i mean the collaboration standpoint is pretty cool what's been like some of your favorite projects music wise or even event wise that you've done um like as far as music collaborations yeah um i think a lot of the the best collaborations we've done and got to work out are, are tracks that we can't ever put out just because <laughs> there's too many it's been really cool and really good magic but yeah sometimes if you collaborate too much there's just too many moving pieces involved and yeah. if they don't all i like it turns out it's like oh if, like other you know just some of our best work like i said we haven't even been able to put out but we still play it and stuff like that so right. it makes it kind of special in some ways because we have stuff that no one else you can't get anywhere else aside from seeing us live mm-hmm. um it's that's a differentiator cool, yeah I but that. i think like the the favorite collaboration is all the porn and chicken events that we've done yeah over the years um we got to meet so many people from around the world and yeah. the industry that have come through and still have, like had a really memorable and enjoyable yeah experience it's like i don't think it's it's gonna be hard to be able to top top that yeah of course so. i mean these people probably literally say thank you and actually mean it right exactly it's not like oh thanks for paying me it's what is this thank you for letting me be a part of it yeah yeah you're really just like giving people an opportunity to like express themselves musically like just being who they want to be that's what we always encourage most anytime we would invite anyone to come in and play yeah so. no judgment exactly no judgment i think that's a lot as long as you don't suck we have kicked <laughs> <laughs> we we have kicked people off we have we have kind of like a no train wreck rule. Like if you if you mess up more than two times, we'll we'll throw you off the decks. Yeah, get we haven't. There's always enough DJs there that can take over. They got USBs on them. Yeah, <laughs> the, so that that so as long as you don't suck, that's I guess that's that's the, a rule of thumb for all the listeners out yeah, there. Yeah, we've made a suck. couple of DJs cry over the years. Holy we, shit, but, that's but, fucking yeah. awesome, actually. Yeah, we we have you know high standards, you know. Just, yeah, man. So that, I think that's another thing that sets our if you you come in. To our party, you know you're going to get a certain level of quality of entertainment. Absolutely. Whether Absolutely. it's the chicken wings, whether it's the DJ sets, whether <laughs> Porn- it's the pornography, <laughs> we have we set the bar pretty high. Yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, my last question is, what's your favorite part about Chicago in general? Um, you know, it's just like it's it's always been home to me, mm-hmm. and um, 
it's always been it's been it's been really welcoming to me like uh I, I, I there's there's a ton of history there well you know being a lot of the a lot of the blues innovations and in music that definitely mm-hmm. is the home of house music yeah of course and um we have kind of that foundation that's you can't find anywhere else but that that's not the most important thing i think it's uh it's just the the, the vibes and energy i feel like it's it's right in the middle of the country where um la is it's it's a different one kind of vibe in new york is now we're kind of yeah, in the absolutely. middle where we're chill about some stuff but really kind of aggressive and about other things so i, mm-hmm. I don't know it's just uh i i think it's I, uh, I I don't have a good answer. <laughs> I think you kind of said it. I yeah, mean, it's just you know, Chicago is Chicago, right? It's yeah, hard it's to just, yeah. I I just I it's it, I know it like the back of my hand, and I think it knows me by now too. Right. So yes, it's, 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 it's just a good fit. You <laughs> yeah. Know? I I asked R.J. Pickens earlier. I was like, what's what's you know the most Chicago thing about Chicago and underground experience? He's like, I don't know how to put it into words. It's a feeling. Exactly. You know? I don't think Chicago yeah. like event it's curators are like let's make this super Chicago. Yeah. It's like just you just do it's it. a feeling. It's an experience. Some things can't be put into words, right? Right. You really can't. I, I, I'm not good at it, I guess. At least. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've done great, man. I really appreciate you making Thank some you. time. It's a pleasure to finally meet you in person. Happen, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. It's all worth it, brother. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you.